It's 3 o'clock on the Blitz 1170, and that means it's time for the show with Pop and Colby. I start looking around. I'm like, who wants some of this? I would think you would have a little bit more self-awareness. Yum, yum, give me some. <laughs> Although that might have just ended any at all <laughs> I chances. Just, of I just killed happened. it. Scott File is alongside trying to keep them on time. It's technically a sports show, but that's debatable. What? Like, you just deserve to not yeah. have penalties Wait. called against you because you're Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid? Well, while Dan Cooper looks at Rico Dowdle's appendage. Daddy! Oh, look at that! Look at this and look at that! What did you say Candace Bergen looked like? Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> she looked like Peter Weller in the suit. We just want to have fun. Real talk. I'll never call my bits little again. <laughs> I've never tasted a peacock. My wife's a, a horse person. Blasting their way across Oklahoma. It's the show with Pop and Colby on the Blitz 1170. How young is too young to have your prostate checked? All right, give me the call letters again. Uh, KTSB, the Blitz 1170. KTSB at the plate and whammy! The Blitz 1170, you betcha. Tulsa, what is happening on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon? Hope everyone is well. I am Colby Daniels. We will be... Unfortunately, not graced by the presence of the 2023 Oklahoma Sportscaster of the Year, Jeremy Poplin, today. He has business meetings all afternoon, so he will join us tomorrow at 3 o'clock, and I'm sure he will have some stories to tell about sitting in meetings all day. So I can't wait for that tomorrow at 3. But Aaron Davis is hanging out with us today. Scott File is on the other side of the glass in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. We have a jam-packed show today. We have Jake Hager, former Oklahoma wrestler and WWE and AEW superstar, joining us later in the 3 o'clock hour. We have this week's edition of Factor Fiction. We have John Holcomb. We have Nick Harris covering the Dallas Cowboys. A lot to get to on this Tuesday, but first, Aaron and Scott, how are you guys? Doing good. Only Pop can uh, call into work because he has to work. Yeah, missing work for work is probably about as, as bad as it gets, right? I mean, I'd at least, like, yeah, that's tough. That's, uh, you know, kudos to the dedication and the hard work, but also... Uh, I don't envy him. I don't envy him for sitting in meetings all day. I'd much rather be talking about sports and saying stupid stuff. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I mean, there's, there's, for some people, right, in this business, maybe you have more than one job responsibility. For some people in this business, and I've been there at various points, maybe you have like 10 job responsibilities. But when you get called out of the bullpen to uh, sit in meetings as opposed to as you said, say dumb stuff on the air. That's that's always unfortunate. Scott, how are you on this Tuesday? I'm doing good. I wish I was. Wish we could take class outside today, but I'm stuck inside this little tiny room. I wish we could take class outside. Why can't I, we take class outside? Today? Yeah, yeah. I I spent a, 
a, a sh well, it, I wish it would have been longer, but a decent amount of time outside doing a little show prep because the sun was shining. There was no wind. It was it was just absolute bliss. And it's only going to get better as the week goes on. Colby, you say it was bliss, but we we've all done radio in Oklahoma. You know, a hundred percent. The second that you go live outside, that wind's going to pick up to 45-mile-an-hour <laughs> gust for the next three hours, and That's it's right. just going to be a complete That's disaster. Right. It was only calm because I wasn't having to speak into a microphone. The exactly. minute that, that, that the electricity fires up to power the mic, the wind immediately knows, and, and it comes howling through. Heck, you, if you do radio outside every day, you could probably power the entire Oklahoma City metro. Just with the the energy that uh, picks up during those three hours. Yeah, that's that's definitely a possibility, without a doubt, without a doubt. What's going on with you in the great state of Georgia? Man, we're just living life, gearing up for uh, you know about seven hundred fifty thousand people to just show up in this town in a couple of months, and for me to avoid going anywhere like the plague. But uh, we're excited. It's good. <laughs> When does the when do you start noticing that Augusta, like the town itself, may starts like when does it change officially to where you're it's like impacting your daily life in terms of getting ready for the Masters? So about a week before the first round. So I live about a let me back up. I live about um, two to three miles away from a small airport. About a week before, uh, it starts lining up with private jets. So you know. It's a neighborhood, private, a little small airport in the neighborhood. But so that kind of starts right there about a week before. And then, I mean, you're talking first round. So that Thursday, I mean, it's just don't even don't even bother uh, going anywhere around the course, which takes up. I, I've been here a couple of years. It feels like the course takes up about half of the city. It doesn't, but it just feels like everywhere you go, there's an entrance or an exit or some like secret tunnel uh to augusta national so i just look i just bunker up for that weekend it's it's full on sequester at home i can uh i go about half a mile from my house for four days straight and we survive okay so like this far out around town even though you know like everybody's gearing up for it it doesn't necessarily impact anybody's daily lives no 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 not unless they're doing construction around the around the course for okay. whatever reason, which it seems like they're, I've only been here a couple of years, but it seems like they're always doing construction around the, uh, around the course, but not, not quite. It, it's really not until about a week before until you really start noticing things. When are you going to open up your little, uh, like master's souvenir pop-up shop where you sell like little keychains and shot glasses that say like, <laughs> you know, I heart Augusta. Uh, straight out of straight out of Augusta, we're gonna bring that. I'll bring that back. The uh, there you go. Oh, God, I love that straight. Yeah, I shoot. I'll start right now. I don't. I'll sell. I'll sell uh, some knockoff of Masters merchandise any day of the week. Just come up with some catchy slogans that don't have any copyright infringements, right? And yeah, there you go. Do like three for ten dollars. Three T-shirts for ten bucks on some really cheap shirts, and yeah. I, I got some old shoe boxes. I can tape them together and do some unofficial uh, master squatty potties. Yes, I love it. 
I love it. What is the most popular? What is the most popular Masters merch around town? Like outside of the gates, is there is there anything that that you see like everywhere? You know the weird thing about Augusta is it, you don't really get the vibe that the mat that like you would expect the, the Masters is the biggest golf tournament in the world, right? Like it's the most prestigious, it's the most of course exciting, like it, it's the best. You don't get the vibe going around Augusta the other 51 weeks out of the year that anybody cares about the Masters. Like it's just not like you don't go to Walmart and see a bunch of Masters gear in july or in october like it's just it's not something at least locally in the business local businesses is not something that they build around um so i don't really see a lot of gear honestly outside of you know march and april it really is um but as far as like gear or merchandise i see people wearing it's usually hats right like the classic just yeah curve bill hat with the with the logo on it or like a, a fleece pullover it's really I mean, it's golf, Colby, right? It's the Masters. It's, it's a certain demographic, right, that it draws in for the most part. So, and, that, and really, that's just not – that's a small percentage of Augusta. Augusta is very much not uh, the demographic that pull, the Masters pulls in. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can see that. I, I, I would just assume, though, that because that's where the Masters is, like year-round – for anybody that might visit there, like the first thing they're going to think is the Masters, and you would have just yeah, well, you would think Masters you can't merch everywhere course, just because of of being there. Yeah, right. You can't you like you can't see anything on the course. The entire course is completely blocked off from from the outside. So yeah, you would think that. I mean, that when I moved here, that was the first thing I thought of. Right, like sports fan, like oh, this is where the Masters this is a big deal. But you live here, and just nobody talks about it for fifty one, fifty two weeks out of the year. Unless they're working at it that's or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I assume that your Valentine's Day went off without a hitch? Uh, it did. It was, uh, fortunately, I got to, uh, it was Ash Wednesday, so I got to uh, got to go to church with the wife, and uh, yeah, it was, it was good, though. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I'm halfway through my gauntlet officially. Valentine's Day last week. My wife's birthday yesterday. We have the good old anniversary coming up at the end of next week, and then my daughter's first birthday the week after that. So I'm halfway okay. through the month-long well, celebration extravaganza. That is a that is a that's like March Madness. Like you got February Madness, like running through that gauntlet through that. that what do you do? Like do you just do you guys get gifts for each one, or are you just like let's just do one gift? It just encompasses. All of these, other than the daughter's birthday, obviously, but like you and the wife, like how do you, what's the, how, how do you work this? You go through, is it three dinners? Well, out to... I, I will just tell you the birthday, my wife's birthday takes precedence over everything else. Like if we Naturally. were only going to do one celebration, it better be her birthday or, you know, it's, it's going to be Armageddon around the house. So that is the top thing. And no matter what else we do, or any of the other things, that one better be celebrated in a big way. So Valentine's Day for us has always been somewhat low-key, and there have been years that we've exchanged gifts. There have been years that we've just gone out to a nice dinner. Uh, I, you know, I think we've kind of reached the point now where 
because there's so much other things happening around this date. And, you know, we, we have a daughter that's about to turn one. Like this year, it was just like I literally cooked dinner for us at home and and uh, we exchanged some candy. And that was that was basically it. Right. So very low key. Uh, but it's still like you're you know you're you're going out of your way to to make a nicer meal than you would normally make and and carving out time to you know have the kids set aside and and try and eat a, a nice dinner uninterrupted and then my wife's birthday need like I said needs to be the biggest of of all of this stretch the anniversary we will go to a nice dinner and then we've kind of alternated most years where it's like we either get each other gifts or we just decide there's one big thing that we want or need for the house and we just go get that item and that is the anniversary present to ourselves. So that has kind of gone back and forth. And now, like, you know, you add the 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 baby's birthday into this mix. The first birthday obviously will be off the charts in terms of, you know, how big it gets. And yeah, that's that'll be to be determined, I guess, in terms of what actually happens for that. I, I can't even I can't even think that far ahead at this stage. Well, congratulations to everybody on the upcoming first birthday. And I can totally relate to you on the, uh, on the wife's birthday because we got married in November and I'm a hundred percent confident that it's because she didn't want to give up her birthday month of October. She didn't want to give up any, any of the uh, attention or the glory for the month of October. So we pushed it back to November and it's, it's coming together now. I'm starting to see why she uh, decided to, we're going to get into I say she. I guess we decided that we're yeah. getting married in November. Yeah. So I, I, I told this story to Dusty last week, and I can't remember if if we were talking off the air or if it was on the air. So for those of you that may or may not have heard it, I apologize if you're hearing it for a second time. But I, I think it was my wife's first. It was her first birthday after we were married. First birthday celebration after we had had gotten married. And like I always do, I'm, I'm a terrible procrastinator. I always have been. Now, I will give myself credit. I come through 99.9% .9 of the time with whatever it is. But I, you know, I wait till the last minute to get things done more often than not. And on this occasion, it was, it was no different. I had this big evening planned. We, you know, we had dinner. We had plans. I was going to go pick up the gift that day. Like all of it, it was all like the plan was in my mind. I just had to execute the actual physical part of like going and, and getting the gift and all of that. But I knew what I was doing. So the morning of her birthday rolls around. I wake up and I am sick as a dog, right? Like 104 fever, just just absolutely miserable to the point that I think I probably called into work that day. I, I told her early on, like, there's no way that we can go celebrate today. Like it's, you know, this is not going to happen. I'm in, I'm in a, a bad state. So she's totally understanding, right? She's like, I get it. Like, you know, you're, you're really sick. You have this fever. We can't go to dinner. We can't go celebrate. Um, and I said, well, let's, you know, let's try and celebrate like in a couple days or maybe on the weekend, or I don't even remember exactly, but you know, let's maybe Friday night we can, we can do your celebration. Then hopefully I'll, I'll be feeling better by then all that. And, I threw in, like, tried to sneak it in there, like, and I'll give you your, your birthday present when we do your celebration. And she's like, you can just give it to me now. Like, we don't have to, we don't have to wait for that part of it, right? Like, we can just do the birthday present now, and then we'll celebrate later. Like, we don't have to, 
to do the present with the party, if you will. And so then I, you know, scramble and basically have to admit, well, I hadn't bought the present yet. I know what I'm getting you, but I was going to go pick that up today. And so basically on her first first birthday after we got married, we, we had no dinner, we had no celebration, and there was no present. And it, it very much hurt her feelings. So yeah. well, she stuck I, around, though, so really – Right, you did, you did a great job though because you set the standards so low on year one, year two, <laughs> like it's only uphill, right? Like you went two and fourteen the first year, struggled right out of the gate, like it just that's it just, right, what, it didn't that's click. Right. But year two, all you got to do is win six games, and everybody talks about how you you tripled your win total, you three times as good as you were the year before. That's right. Yeah, it, it's been obviously better every year. In comparison to that first year. So um, I guess like in that in that respect, I mean, I set the bar so low that that basically doing anything is considered a win in comparison. But yeah, that was a that was a rough one. She was she was not happy with me that, you know, there wasn't even a gift on her birthday. And I have uh, I have made sure that worst case scenario since then, at minimum, there is something like even if I. Even if I wait to actually pick up her big gift on the birthday, there's at least something, you know, chambered and ready. There you go. And if you, the longer you stay married, those expectations are just going to start dipping back down <laughs> to what they were, you know? Like, you can't, I mean, come on, year 20, expectations can't be the same as year three. So, yeah. you know, you're just, you're coasting at that point. Yeah, I assume. I don't know. I've only been. Do you have, do, do you have any any like <laughs> celebration fails? Um, I, I'm not going to get into details, but my uh, my proposal was a little rough. That was a. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was no. a. That, yeah, that was a. Uh, it it took about it took about eight months to work through that. It took a while, maybe a year. We uh, that was that was rough. That was a hundred percent on me too. Um, okay, okay. I I had the, I had the game plan. It was a great game plan. I just didn't execute it very well. Just say that, and uh, it was tough. Okay, fair enough. But we're married, you know, happily married. So it all worked out. There you and go. I'm assuming. I'm assuming that uh, there's no grudge being held at this point. So, well, uh, fingers crossed. That I can, you know, I wake up. Well, I would assume also <laughs> that she has that one saved for when she really needs oh. needs to use it. Oh, she's used it a couple times, and every time I just can't. I, I can't even do anything. It's okay. like, okay, yeah, it's you can't okay. do anything. It's it's like it's like an Andy Reid uh, play on the one yard line. There's nothing you can do. It's it's inevitable. Yeah, it's Wins it's every the game. Thanos world ender, right? Yes, hundred percent. Scott, you have any you have any fails in terms of like gifts or anything like that? Celebrations? Mm, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Well, I've had some that you know weren't the greatest, well, but I don't know anything, if I call them. Yeah, I don't know if I call them right. fails. Okay, the birthday thing for me was a giant fail to the point that like I you know I, I paid a price for it, obviously. And and Aaron, it sounds like your proposal was was that way as well. Yeah, stuff. We're still we're still fighting. We're still working through it. <laughs> so okay, okay. So before we take a break, I just have to know 
how long after the proposal did you actually get married? Oh, well, we got we got engaged January of 2020. So there was a there was a quite a gap because of uh, because of COVID. I so I would uh, about 20 months. We got married November of 2021. Okay. So almost two years. Okay, so enough time for it to blow over. Yeah, by the time the wedding came around, it was everything was gravy. But you know, there was there was a stretch of 2020 where we're both at home, and uh, I'm getting some side eyes uh, every now and then, <laughs> and I can't even do anything. It's 100 percent my fault. I just got to eat it. Oh, that is that is amazing. That is amazing, my friend. If you have fails and want to contribute to the show, by the way, feel free to do so. You can tweet me at Colby underscore Daniels, or you can text us via the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line, 918-262-5072. That's 918-262-5072, and we can read those on the air. Once again, a jam-packed show today. No Jeremy Poplin, but Aaron Davis hanging out this afternoon. Scott File on the other side of the glass. I'm Colby Daniels. We have Jake Hager coming up later in this 3 o'clock hour. We have John Holcomb and Nick Harris in the 5 o'clock hour. You're listening to the Blitz 1170, and we are streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.